everyone. This is episode 545 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, November 2nd, 2018. I am your host, Mark Cusinez, and today I'm going to talk about some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate since the final direct happened yesterday, I believe, at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Is that what the, the West Coast is? Uh, 9 a.m. Central time, the best time zone. And a little Zarvat, which is a game about cubes doing cube-like things. They're, they're being real square because they're cubes. Um, and I guess maybe a little bit more Red Dead Redemption 2 because I've been playing that. Uh, as well as I think there was something else. No, I still haven't gone back to Mirror's Edge to finish that off been a bit of a nightmare but i did realize that darksiders 3 is coming sooner than i remembered i keep forgetting that it's coming out this year and i believe it's coming out at the end of the month and i'm thinking after mirror's edge and bloodstain which will be the next attack the backlog after mirror's edge so that'll be episode five for episode six even though i think it's a bit longer i'll see if i it might not be too long if i don't do a lot of side things but i adored darksiders and i couldn't really get into darksiders 2 i i wasn't a huge fan of the changes they made because uh, i really loved the the way darksiders was like a, a classic zelda game but just with a, a different story and all that i enjoyed the story and all that jazz um and it felt really good but I never really got into Darksiders 2, and I've wanted to go back to it because I just feel like I was not in the right mindset for it, or I was expecting something else, and since I didn't get that, I was just kind of out of it. Um, but I also think maybe it might have been at a really busy time. I feel I feel like there was something that really grabbed me at the same time that Darksiders 2 came out. So I would like to go back to it, and I think it would be good to go back to it in preparation for Darksiders 3, which I'm really excited about. And I could probably maybe get that done, especially since Mirror's Edge, just about done. I think doing the audio for that and the video will be easier than any previous episode just because I know it's going to be shorter. And I think a good chunk of it will probably be little quick cuts of a bunch of failures at a few key moments that I just was really trying to do something and did not succeed at all. But also I think Darksiders 2 might be fairly long. I think it, it could be 25 plus hours. The first one was long. And the, the second one is I think bigger in almost every way but it might have a lot more side quests that I can just ignore for the not ignore, but just not do everything for the purpose of getting through the game and the story and all that, which is a large part of what attacking the backlog is about. It's about getting through games. Sure, I used to be someone who always played on the hardest difficulty. I like doing that for the challenge and for getting the achievements when they were there. But at this point in my life, I don't need to do that. If I, if I love a game so much that I want to do that, I can play it again. If I, if I love a game that much, I'm, I'll be willing to play it again. And that's how I think I'm going to be working. Because I, I used to do every single Call of Duty on Veteran. Call of Duty World at War, completing that game on Veteran, uh, 
what a nightmare. I've talked about it before, but that game was a mess um, with the just unlimited supply of grenades enemies had. And just be raining grenades. But I, I did it. And I do feel a sense of accomplishment for having done that. Um, but like I, I played through the first section of World at War where you're just trying to get through the beach on the hardest difficulty. And that was like a nightmare. I'm like, this isn't, this is the way I would play a game back in the day. And just like, I want to brute force it. I'm like, okay, there are these sections that are just horrible on the hardest difficulty, but you got to get through them. And then the rest of the game will be fine. You'll deal with some of the stuff, but now I'm just like, it just seems so unbelievably exhausting. But I think I might do that depending on the length, how long to beat our, our best friend. Uh, will be a very important factor in whether or not that happens. But yeah, that that is something to look forward to. If you are a fan of Attack the Backlog, I hope you've been checking it out and enjoying it. Um, I know iTunes isn't super popular anymore, and people just listen it's in so many different places now, uh, including Spotify now. But it would be wonderful if you just went to iTunes and rated, reviewed, subscribed to the show just to do that um, because that, that does help in iTunes' stupid algorithm even though their store is now a huge mess. You're, to try and find something organically there is just absolute trash at this point. Um, not that it was always that great, but it's especially shitty these days. Um Moving on to the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct. So I watched this kind of through the side of my eye. So the fact that I'm even talking about it isn't isn't the wisest thing. And I'm not a Smash connoisseur. I don't have a great amount of affinity for the series or experience with the series. But I am super excited for Ultimate, and I am considering pre-ordering it. It's just whether or not I'll be able to justify putting the funds in that at the right away or not, and just having to wait. But I am super excited for it in large part because of the music, which I am hugely excited about, and really wish they would just release all of them in a big soundtrack collection. I'd pay like 200 bucks for that. I don't know. I don't know how much it should cost and how many CDs it would be on, but those 800 and 900 tracks, yes, I, I would buy those. I would, I would much rather have the CD collection than the actual game itself. But I'm excited for the game, and I want to give it a fair shake for the first time. Even though I know the best way to play Smash, according to most people, is in couch play, local play, and that won't be the way I'm playing it, most likely. I know one of my friends is getting it, so maybe, but I would like to try and dabble with the online and just, I want to give it a fair shake, because I've never really given it more than an hour or two of my time, I think with Melee, or, or maybe the Wii version. I never played it on Wii U. I may have played a few minutes of the 3DS one, but I've never given it much time, and I would like to because I know there's a lot of love for it, and it 
is very much so a love letter to Nintendo and a handful of third parties as well. So the 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 direct the final direct announced a few new characters. We have Incineroar or whatever, which was a starter Pokemon. I guess one of the evolutions of a starter Pokemon from uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, which never played. You know, uh, just I don't know. I don't know why. I I still love Pokemon games. I just haven't gotten. I I don't know. I think there's something with the 3DS that I just never really got into. And handheld gaming in general, I think with the the 3DS and the Vita. I love both systems. I think they're great systems, but I just never played much of them because, I don't know, gaming on the go was something I didn't do as much. And when at home, I would just play on the consoles. But I would like to get back to the Pokemon games I've missed Um, because I think I fell off around... I, I, I played the first... Or first two on the DS? I don't remember how many are on DS. I don't remember the like black and white or whatever. I think that's where it fell off. Um, but we have Incineroar or whatever his name is. I can't remember. Who I guess is a wrestling type of Pokemon. So he's got a lot of wrestling moves. And, and people are excited about it. And some people are like, really? This is one of the last ones you announced? And then, of course, we have Ken as an Echo character, which is absolutely no surprise. But he looks cool. I love his music, so that's great. And then they announced at the end of it a character who won't be in it at launch, but will be free for those who pre-order, and I think probably who buy it in the launch window, because they said it was a limited time thing. I didn't seem like it was. They didn't say pre-order bonus. They said for a limited time you'll get this character for free, and then I guess you'll have to pay for it in addition to the five. Ad- other um, five additional DLC characters that they announced but didn't announce who they are, which will be $6 a piece and have they'll come with a character, a area, a map, a level, and uh, they didn't specify how many tracks, but each one will have a number of songs, maybe some more than others. But they didn't mention any of them, so Maybe that means they really don't know who they're going to be doing, these five additional characters, which seems a bit weird. But um, you can get the pass for that for 25 bucks, so you save by 5 bucks if you buy it all in one chunk. And they were very... <laughs> it's, it's kind of sweet in how they're... We know it sucks to not know what you're going to buy. Like, we please... We hope you, you'll forgive us for not telling us who they are and that only the people who really trust that we're going to make good on these characters will buy the season pass um but the third character who will be coming uh i think two months or so after launch is a piranha plant from super mario brothers which a lot of people are upset about because they're just like this is really you don't give us all these other characters we want but you give us this and I actually think it is very cool. I am super excited about that. I wish it was there at launch. I wish it was on the disc, on the cartridge, on the cart. I wish it was there because I think it's just really cool. And it's really silly. And it looks cool. It's going to get an, an amiibo, which will be really nice. And I'm excited about that. There's also stuff announced about 
the spirit mode and all this other jazz, which I don't know. I looked at it, I'm like, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. I guess this is the kind of thing I, I would be playing since I'd be messing around with it single player quite a bit. Doesn't really do much for me. Um, but I'm excited for the game to come out and give it a go whenever that ends up being for me. But uh, in addition to that, they also had like the Treehouse or whatever afterwards, which I didn't watch. And I don't, I don't feel like a lot of news came out of there outside of seeing people talk about Diablo 3 specifically that the Loot Goblin or whatever it's called is getting its own amiibo. And I saw what it looks like and it looks fantastic. I really want one of those. I haven't purchased an amiibo or any kind of toys. I guess amiibo are the only ones that still exist at this point. Lego Dimensions is dead. Disney Affinity is long dead. Skylanders I'm pretty sure is dead. So outside of amiibo and whatever that flight game is from Activision with the Star Fox partnership on Switch has its thing going on. Um, I don't know. But I haven't purchased one in a really long time, but I like the look of that loot album. Um, but that's pretty much it for the old Nintendo Direct I know I've added such wonderful commentary to it as a huge Smash fan and the the, the Treehouse, which I watched so uh, thoroughly. <laughs> oh, boy. But I have been playing some games. Red Dead Redemption 2, still really enjoying it. I enjoy it more as I play more. I do wonder about the backlash amongst fans and i'm wondering like i like that there is this dialogue out there that there isn't just a universal love for the game but i feel like it's i'm wondering if this distaste for the game wasn't present in similar big releases like god of war because god of war and even spider-man which has had some negative feedback but i think overall it's been overwhelmingly positive and i'm wondering if those are just because those games are console exclusives and when you have a console exclusive the people who can't play it they might bitch about it but they're not bitching about specific things really they're not saying oh well you can't like they're not bitching about them playing the game um and when you have these exclusives even if you don't love them you don't want to really talk down on them because they are like if you're a huge sony fanboy you're not gonna shit on one of the exclusives that makes your system that that is a selling point for your system probably um i'm just wondering if that is a factor you know even if it's the smallest smallest factor the fact that red dead redemption is the first huge game of this sort that is multi-platform in a while i can't remember the last game that you know took five plus years that was multi-platform and has been in the eye for a good long while. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything because you know, even even Assassin's Creed when they took a year off, it was just a year off, and it's you know, it's, Assassin's Creed is still almost annual, and is you know whatever. Um, not to take away from any game that is annual or whatnot. It's just Red Dead Redemption Two was an event, and you don't see that too often. Um, especially on the multi-platform front, I feel like. 
but I could be very wrong. I'm just winging it right now. But I'm still very much enjoying it. I'm enjoying parts of the story a bit more. I still really like Arthur. I was sad to see a character I've grown to like die. That was a, a sad moment. I've hit chapter four, and I think chapter three ends in a very cool way with a, a cinematic mission that opens and closes with this very beautiful shot that when you get to it you'll understand why it's so pretty and you'll and you'll and you'll look at it and you'll be like hey that looks familiar um but it's it's a fun mission and yeah it's it's just very well shot i really enjoyed the the, the final mission of chapter three um but I'm really enjoying the game. I finally retired my horse I've been using since the beginning because it was a Shire horse. It's a huge, huge horse that you're not really supposed to ride around. And I kind of like that about it. But it was a bit big. And going through some of the towns, it was just a bit clunky. And I thought I should probably get a better horse. Not that my original horse was not wonderful, but... I should probably get a horse with significantly better stats. So I got an Arabian horse, purchased that from St. Denis, and I need to build up our relationship. It's still pretty early on. I'm not sure how they feel about me, but we'll see how it goes. And I really like the side missions, the ones that are chain side missions that have multiple missions across the map and over time and then the ones that are just one shots I, I enjoy those i enjoy those characters i find a lot of in pleasure from the interactions i have with random characters throughout the city and areas as opposed to the actual story missions because i find a handful of characters in my camp i i, I just i just want to kill them and i wish i could kill them there is this woman, I think Susan, who is an old bitch, and she's always complaining and telling me like she gives me shit like, "Oh, you haven't you haven't contributed to the freaking box in a while." Bullshit! Look how much money I've contributed. Look how many items I've contributed. Look at look at it over time from the very beginning. How much have I contributed? And how many dollars or things have you contributed? Shut up, you stupid fucking piece of crap. Um, she also made me wash myself. When I was too dirty, which was really annoying because I didn't have any say in the matter. She just made, she made it happen, and then she took like $5 from me. Not that I needed $5. I have plenty of money at this point. But she just comes in and makes me clean myself and then takes money from me. Fucking bitch. Hate her. She's the worst. And then Micah is terrible. He looks stupid, and I want to punch his stupid face every time I see him. But there are some characters I like. I really like Sadie. I'm looking forward to getting to the point where I can flesh out her story. Because uh, I know she has her own little storyline and we'll get to that. But I, I dig her. If if you could romance her, I would romance the shit out of her. But I am very much enjoying the game. And at times I feel like I'm the only one enjoying it. Uh, like when I go to the Player One Podcast Discord. The majority of people are just like, oh, this is not good, blah, blah, blah. Which is fine. You know, you don't have to like it. But you know, it's it's okay to like it as well. That's okay too. Both things are okay. 
You can like it and you can not like it. Perfectly fine. You can think it's a masterpiece or you cannot. The only thing I think is ridiculous, like I said, I think it was last episode or the episode before, saying it's a terrible game, that it's one of the worst games ever made. That is a bit much. But, uh, yeah, that's it for that. Uh, And then I wanted to talk about Zarvat, which is a cube-based platform shooter thing that is on Switch and probably, I I don't know what other platforms it's on, but I'm playing it on Switch. Uh, I got a code for it, and I've been playing a, a fair bit of it. It is a game where you play as, there's the single player, then there's multiplayer and uh, an arcade mode. In the single player, you play as a cube called Charcoal. You're blue. You're not like dark gray blackish like Charcoal, which is weird. You got like a little charcoal thing on you, which I think is where you shoot your, your laser beams out of. But you have your little buddy, Mustard, who is yellow. And then you... And Mustard want to take this present you've put together that's got all these things in it. It's got some mochi in it. It's got a space for banana. Your first little mission is to find a banana. And you want to take it to your friend Red, who is Red. He didn't get a creative name. He didn't get ketchup. He's just Red. You got Mustard. Why not ketchup? Because Mustard and ketchup aren't like a couple or something, so you don't want to make that confusing. Um... But the, the controls, the way they work is that you shoot, and, and it seems like it should be a twin-stick shooter, but it's not. You just shoot in the direction you're moving, uh, so that, you know, whatever direction you're walking in, that's where you shoot. And that sounds probably like it would not work out well, but it has a pretty forgiving bit of auto-aim, kind of, where it just... I think because it's not full 360 degree shooting, you know, it's it's pretty good with hitting enemies if you're just in the general direction. I didn't have a problem with the shooting at all. And you jump around, you have a double jump, um, and it's it's fine. It feels good, but one thing I find annoying is that when you're shooting enemies, there's a bit of a slowdown thing going on, and it it's not that the game starts chugging whenever you're attacking enemies. I don't think so. It'd be weird if that is the case because it, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like a design choice to slow down the action a little bit, sometimes more so when a lot of bullets are hitting and whatnot. Um, but it does sort of kill the momentum of action. It, it just it feels weird, even though it... it is intentional it still feels like it is the game chugging which is weird so it feels like it's it's not able it's just it's a weird thing and i don't know why it's there um sometimes it feels okay but i'm I'm still not sure how i feel about it completely um but i definitely don't love it i might it might be okay. At best, I feel like it would be okay, but I'm not a huge fan of that. But the shooting itself, like I said, it, it feels good, and the hit detection is good and all that. Jumping around is fine. 
But my problem with the single player is that it has a story to it, which is really talky, more so than I would have expected. And it clearly thinks it's being funny, but it's not. It's never funny. And you can't skip all of the dialogue. You just have to keep pressing the button to skip the dialogue as it's coming. And I just found it to be incredibly tedious. And these things would be going on for a while. And it just never worked. And then it would get weird and somber. Um, and it's just, it just weird. I'm not a huge, I was like, why is there so much talking in this? And it's not good. Um, but it can't, I, I do like some of the silly things that go on in the single player. You fight a lot of large food objects so in the the first or second chapter the first boss whichever chapter it was in is a giant banana banana gets big and then it starts shooting out little like uh small slices banana slices at you and then later it adds some enemies that come at you which are other blocks they're also like uh little spinny things but it's kind of fun and silly to be this blocky colorful thing shooting this photorealistic banana that takes up half the screen uh, it's silly in that way you also fight some mochi later on that'll shoot out little things in circles um but the the, the way the campaign works is that you get a bit of dialogue and a bit of story and you get your banana or whatever and then you lose all your stuff and you're going around trying to get things for this red who seems to be a bit down but you move through the environment then you get to a little small arena place that has like little white objects around it you clear out the enemies and then you go on a little bit more you'll get another wave and you clear out the enemies and you just keep doing that until you clear an area or reach the boss and then you defeat the boss and move on and follow the story that is long-winded and not particularly interesting or funny um but the real heart of the game is in the arcade mode and multiplayer. The thing that sucks is that with the modes themselves, you have to play through the story to actually unlock levels and all that kind of jazz for arcade mode and multiplayer. Um, there are six different multiplayer modes, which are fun. It's, it's a fun game to play with other people. But I don't feel like it's going to have long legs. I, I don't see myself wanting to return to it over and over again. The arcade mode is just wave-based. Uh, Single-player arcade mode is just wave-based. So you have five waves, and enemies come in, and it gets more challenging as each wave happens. And that's that's that. It's an okay game. It's one of those games that is really hard to talk about because it's just... it's It's fine. It's a game that, if you see it on sale, why not pick it up? It'll probably give you a good few hours maybe more depending on how much you enjoy the multiplayer but at the same time you're gonna have to play through the the single player which is a bit tedious and annoying at times but yeah it's it's one of those games that is just like uh i, I want to like it more than i do but I, at the same time i don't dislike it i just am very indifferent about it and those games are always the worst to talk about because it's like yeah i i don't like it that much but i don't not like it you know what i'm saying it's it's a okay thing if you come across it and it's cheap 
and he got the money to spare, go for it. But there's no reason if you there's no reason to pick it up right away. It's not like a game where it's like you gotta play this. You just have to play it. And it's not a game where it's like, oh, stay away, stay away. It's like, you know, if you're if you're just like bumbling around this this streets and you come across this little boxy game on the corner and it's like, you know what? Half off half off sale today for shoe shining. Get your shoe shine by the box by buying it. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But Zarvat, available on Switch. Probably PC as well. I don't know. Maybe it's only Switch. Who knows? You know who could know? Me if I just Googled it. Could I Google it right now? I could. Should I? Probably not. But I'll do it anyway. Let's see what it's out on. If their official website will load, which it doesn't seem like it will. What about the press thing? Available on the, I don't know, Zarvat. It seems like it's only Switch. I don't see it anywhere else. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, get Zarvat. Get Zarvat. Well, it seems like it's only on the Switch, which is cool. Um, but, yeah. Zarvat, Zarvat, Zarvat. It's, it's, it's an okay game. So... What a great way to end the show uh, with a very enthusiastic bit of talk about a blocky, blocky game. Uh, I haven't watched all that much Dragon Ball Z since last episode just because I was talking about my internet being messed up and I have to get a new modem. So they're sending another one. This one lasted less than six months from AT&T, their official stupid gateways. I'm sure I could get my own. I just, I feel like, they're probably super easy to install yourself. I don't know. I don't want to do it. It's all a nightmare. I wish I had more options in terms of internet. But it really is only Xfinity or AT&T. The speeds I would get with Xfinity would be significantly more, it seems like. For not too much more in terms of the, the base price. But what kills Xfinity for me is that the unlimited data plan without you know no data cap is fifty dollars that is fucking crazy i already pay a ridiculous amount thirty dollars for at&t to get unlimited paying an additional twenty dollars i don't want to do it i don't want to do it fifty bucks that would ugh, I that sounds so terrible so yeah just gonna stick it out with at&t it had, it's weird too because it just kind of last time I think I could sense the degradation over time of the signal and this time it was just the Wi-Fi completely died just died it went from 100 to 0 um, the only reason why I'm not completely effed is because my Xbox and my PC are both hardwired uh, they have wired connection, so they still have great co- connectivity, but everything else, not so much. So yeah, the only thing I have watched a few episodes though, and there's a new character that just got introduced who seems to be a Super Saiyan, and Goku just got home, and I'm not a huge fan of what's going on. I I'm hoping the explanation makes me feel better about it, but I don't like the introduction of this super powerful character that. 
defeats Frieza and Frieza's father, who we never even really knew, all in one episode, I think. And I, f- that I, I find that that takes away from everything Goku went through in fighting Frieza and just even from Dragon Ball to Frieza point, seeing him grow and get stronger over time and get all this experience and grow from that little boy to this Super Saiyan and the battle he had with Frieza. It took him all this time and hard work and all this stuff to get to that point. And then we just have this new character we've never seen come in and just destroy the new and improved Frieza and his father and the ship and everything. I'm sure he went through a lot of work himself and hardships and all that kind of jazz, probably. But to just introduce this new character who seems to be more powerful than anyone we've ever seen on the show by far and probably could just destroy Goku with a flick of his little pinky. Not a huge fan of that. But, uh, yeah. That will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. I hope everyone had a very uh, fun and safe Halloween. If you are a parent with a kid, I hope your kid had a wonderful time and got lots of candy, but not too much candy. And, yeah. I hope... I hope Everyone had a lovely week in general and uh, ends up with uh, a lovely weekend starting right now. Anyway, once again, I'm your host, Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my email list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which is which are... RRR. They are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And like I said, it'd be great if with Attack the Backlog, you could rate, review, and subscribe to it on iTunes, even if you don't use iTunes. Just do it, and then never think about it again. Then uninstall iTunes. That's fine. Um, But just, you know, install it for that one thing, just for me. Uh, And of course, you can watch the video version of this podcast and attack the backlog on youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and pixelated paranormal is available on pixelated paranormal whatever that is probably youtube.com slash pixelated paranormal i don't know but in addition to all that you can check out the art i do over at pxsart.com you see something you like you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, like the art and the podcast and the videos and all that jazz, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And that will do it. So that you know you know what's coming. This is where I say. Uh, 